Thriving, Week 3, Day 3. Start with prayer. Dear God, please help me to hear you and understand your message for me. Amen. The beans, or the background. Paul wrote the book of Ephesians to Gentile, or non-Jewish, believers in Ephesus. Unlike some of his other letters, his purpose in writing was not to correct an issue going on within their church. Paul writes simply to explain how God reconciled all believers to himself and to one another as members of one body. He encourages them to draw on the resources we've been given as believers, the Holy Spirit in our hearts, that enables us to live in a loving and mature way with each other. The verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. The fill. What's the point? Earlier this week, we talked about how our sin causes us to feel, well, yucky. When we think back on things we've done in the heat of a moment, we're filled with guilt, and no one enjoys that. Another yucky feeling we all hate to experience is bitterness. We become bitter and angry when others have hurt us, and when you think about it, being angry at someone does not feel good. It straight up stinks, in fact. Paul is writing to encourage us that if we want to get rid of those feelings of bitterness, rage, and anger, we've got to forgive. Forgiving someone who has hurt you is tough, and depending on the severity of their wrongdoing, well, it might feel impossible. The thing is, we need to remember that some of the things that we do or have done should be downright impossible for God to forgive, but he does it anyway. He forgives us fully, completely, and without hesitation. As such, we're called to extend a portion of this forgiveness to others in our lives. The reason is really twofold. As I highlighted a second ago, the feelings of anger and hatred towards someone, they don't feel good. No one enjoys being bitter or angry. So we're instructed here to forgive others so that we don't have to feel that way anymore. We benefit from forgiving others sometimes in bigger ways than the person we're forgiving. However, if you've ever received forgiveness from someone, you know how freeing and wonderful that can be. So the other part of Paul's instructions are for the benefit of the person we are forgiving. The steam. What does this mean to me and how can I apply it to my life today? Here again, I'd love to sit with you over coffee or wine and just hear your story. Unfortunately, many of us carry around hurt from our past that most people don't know about. You've lugged years of abuse and secrets around with you your whole life, which has worn you down to the point that even the thought of forgiving these horrible acts seems impossible. There are no words, no one-size-fits-all model for coaching people through forgiveness. Each life, each experience and story they need their own personal form of healing and forgiveness. What I am simply encouraging you to do is to start small. Start with being open to forgiving small offenses. Forgive the friend who forgot to text you back, the person who cuts you off in traffic, or the waitress who was rude. Then, 
Once you're comfortable, I encourage you to seek help in finding ways to forgive the bigger offenders in your life. Some people may benefit from sitting down with a therapist to help them. I sure have in my past. Others may need to forgive someone who is no longer with us. Again, I've been here too. Just know that there is unbelievable freedom and peace found in true forgiveness and that you are not alone. I am here to help you navigate the tricky and difficult turns of forgiveness and help you discover its freedom for yourself in a way that's comfortable for you. Sending virtual hugs to you, my sweet friend.